welcome back, Calm listeners. This is Methodical Millions, where you can better your future and better yourself. Cal, I've had a topic on my mind recently, which is the inevitability of success. I think I first saw it in a tweet that referenced the chance of something happening one out of a million is very small. But if you do something over and over, your chances go way up. I want to discuss that for a second because I think there's a disconnect between people who believe they cannot change their lives versus running into an entrepreneur. For example, some of the guests we've had on and just people in our own circles that we meet. There's some kind of special thing about their mental space and how their perspective of what they're doing is inevitable. And really, the only thing that can take that away is not existing, I suppose. I just want to highlight that this is a driving force of who they are as a person. And I just want to know your thoughts on that. Have you seen this in people? What do you think? I love the term, the inevitability of success. The way you used it, it's exactly the way I like to think of it. Once upon a time, I didn't have that kind of mentality. You know, a long time ago, I thought you had to be fortunate or you had to know the right people. And even though these things do come into play at some point, they're just boosters, in my opinion. They would just help you get there, but they're not the reason for you to get there. I do believe in the fact that you need to work hard, you need to push yourself. But if you do it long enough, if you persevere, that's when you're going to get there. I remember reading a quote not long ago. There are people in life that are where you want to be because they took the chance, even though they're not necessarily better. You might have a better skill set than they do. You might have better tools. You might be more prepared than they are, but they're ahead because they took those risks and they challenged themselves and they stuck with it long enough to be where they are. That really, really stung in a good way. That made me think, wow, that's definitely right. Sometimes you'd see people in certain fields, let's say musicians, there might be people who can sing or play an instrument out there. They're way better than some famous people that we know, but they never put themselves out there and try to get to where they actually want to be. So that definitely comes into play. And if you make it a belief, it might sound like a cliche, but I do believe in that. If you stick around long enough and you face the ups and downs, you'll eventually get there because it's a weeding out process of the people you are not alone in trying to get where you want to be. Everyone has dreams, regardless of what these dreams are. Let's assume it's trying to become an actor or trying to build your own business or trying to get to a certain fitness level, whatever that dream is. If you stick to it long enough, eventually you will shine because you'll be ahead of others. Those who do it for a short period, give up. Those who don't do it right or plateau and they don't try to improve themselves those who don't put themselves out there and be visible. It really is a mentality. Yeah. I've got a very clear example I heard last week, actually. There was a stat about podcasting and how many podcasts were in the Apple store. And I think there was about 2 million of them. And the stat was the first 25% have one episode ever created. The next 25 or so had under four or five. And that distribution, I think, is common for a lot of things. My example of how often I go to the gym consistently, right? I've been to a gym 
I mean, if you measure how many times once a year I've been to a gym, it's quite high perhaps. But am I the top 10% of people who go to the gym the most frequently? Absolutely not. And this type of quality of obsession that was mentioned before in any project is really the recipe to stand out and to hit that inevitability. Hundreds of thousands of years ago, what made people different from regular animals was the ability to persistence hunt, meaning we're designed to not get tired easily, where something like, let's say animals might tire after two hours, we can go eight plus hours. And the idea was this quality is really unique to us. But when's the last time you used that part of you that can actually do that? And my cliche example is something like exams, or if you are into sports or fitness, maybe you're pushing yourself at incremental parts, even video games, for example, doing a little bit extra. And I think the crossover point is where you start to do more, not because you're told or because you think it's the right thing to do. You do it just because. And when you cross that line of because, I want to. I think that's where the magic happens. And that's where you start to explore what your passions are and what you want to work on. And it becomes this thing where time fades away. You're just doing it for the sake of it. And if you can mix some kind of learning feedback loop of measuring progress or getting better and being able to say, hey, you know what? I am better. I am better at this. And then mix in a little bit of goal setting. So how do I 10x my goal from here? I think that is really what comes together as the right mix of stuff that can almost take anyone and teach them how to do it. I think that's really what it comes down to. Well said. Your desire to achieve something or to reach a goal definitely has a big aspect in putting you on the map. It's a good example you used about the podcast. I didn't even know about that, but it just paints a picture that a lot of those in the big leagues, it's because they've been doing it long enough. They gained the experience. They've been through the ups and downs. They've stuck with it and they've learned how to improve through all these times. So they've done things wrong before and they've learned how to improve how they're doing it. That's where your inevitability to succeed comes from. The more you do it and the longer you stick with it, the more likelihood you're going to get to where you want to be. Just to touch on it a bit, because we do cover investing a lot here on this channel. When you experience a significant loss in your portfolio or something that wipes you out, like we've talked about before with wiping out your entire wealth or portfolio in a day or two, you just undid all your hard work. So if you are able to stick around long enough to actually experience the markets, the ups and downs and learn through them by diversifying or managing your risk, even if you're not making as much money in the short term, in the long term, you are perhaps destined to success in terms of financial success or financial wealth. And big examples of long-term investors, Ron Buffett is perhaps the image or the symbol of long-term investing here. He's been doing it so long that he's been through insane market conditions and he stuck with it and he knew how to manage his risk. He knew when to get in and out of positions. And that goes in line with what we're thinking here. Yeah, good points. And I think once you get going and things become consistent in your life, I think just adding that becomes commonplace. And what seems like work to you or a lot of your time at the beginning starts to run on autopilot. And 
my best example for people to visualize that is to think of what you do now at your job and what someone else might struggle with at the beginning, first day on the job, maybe never worked in that field before, almost like a machine, right? You have it programmed in you and everyone's seen Terminator, I'm sure, the famous Schwarzenegger movies. So if you haven't, go watch one. He's basically the killer robot that chases down people and nothing can stop him. And I think that is the analogy people should take about ourselves in a good way, which is really, you're going to run into things. You're going to run into brick walls of hardship or murky days of either not feeling like working on something or maybe something's off balance. And just like riding a bicycle with a wobbly tire or handlebars, pausing and saying, how do I fix this balance? I think is really important if you're going to go cycle for the day. And I think what people miss is they just see what's in front of them and say, well, this bike is screwed up. I'm never going to be able to get on my journey. But if you focus on your own wellness, your own balance in any aspect, mental health, physical, diet, sleep, financial sustainability, all those aspects, and you defer the idea of now for the idea of what you'll become in the future, being able to balance yourself and learn the balance it's just listening to yourself and saying, this is good for me. This other thing is not. I feel terrible after eating this meal or doing this. And you have to be the arbiter of what's important to you. You can't let others decide for you. And the more you try and meet outward expectations, I think the more disappointed you'll be in. That's not unique to anyone. I think it happens to all of us. And eventually, I think you only need one example of where that doesn't matter. My big example is what the right thing to do, quote unquote, is take someone who's in a position of authority. So teachers, parents, you know, you live your life by that philosophy of what other people say. It's just socially accepted. And then one day the norms change or one day that person says, well, no, it doesn't have to be that way. And then you almost feel betrayed, right? So besides balance, I would say, get the sense of self of what's important to you and what you don't want to compromise on. And the secret is have this idea of what's the most important to you. You can be willing to change it with new information. It doesn't have to be set in stone, but at least you know who you are. Once you've got balance, I would say knowing why you're doing what you're doing is very, very important to getting that ball rolling and being able to start that journey and say, I will make my own success. And what I find is you have to want it for yourself. You can't seek feedback right away and say, look how awesome I'm doing. It's day one of my year journey. And it's a fine line because there's nothing wrong with positive feedback and actually quite like it in the form of mentorship. So the best feedback I like, which is to Cal's point of find people who are better than you or that you want to be like, get their feedback and be like, hey, I'm working on this. What do you think? And that is very contextualized advice through the lens of what you want to be. And to me, that's a world of difference than just the example of, okay, well, you're on a weight loss journey and maybe people will treat you differently. Or sometimes people don't want to see your success. I don't think it's nefarious. I don't think people do it on purpose. I think it just comes as a defense mechanism of people not accepting that in their minds, or maybe they're just dealing with their own lives. And I think the more you know what's true to yourself and what makes you happy and what you want to work on is ultimately going to be the driver of why you succeed. And I think consistency is number one. And that was Cal's idea for this podcast, actually, which is 
be consistent. What he had said was from all the people who are YouTubers and people he follows. And what a great point. I think without that consistency that we've had, there could have been times when we would have just deferred it and said, okay, we'll work on it next week. And that could have turned into a month. It almost feels wrong after to just get back into it, which is fine. Passions can come and go, but there's something to be said for wanting to be consistent, no matter how small the goal is. So if you have a job, I bet you're consistently on time. And if you're not, you should be. That's an example of something small that shows your own accountability and your own willingness to say, this is important for everyone in the company and what we're doing here. And it's small, but it matters. And having consistency in who you are as a person develops your character. People know what they get. They don't get one person one day and another another day. I think the opposite of that is just being unreliable. And I don't think anyone wants unreliability in their life. No one wants a car that doesn't work. No one wants buses that are not on time. None of that is useful. In fact, it hurts people's lives. It could actually take us backwards. So consistency is huge. And I would say accountability. So if you have an off day, it's okay. But who is responsible for the next five off days? And that's yourself. If you're not going to be accountable to yourself, why do you deserve the things you want in life? Why should you be entitled? Why should things come to you? It doesn't make sense that way. So if you have your own accountability and consistency and all these other things, balance, purpose, really short of getting struck by lightning or something really crazy, I think success is inevitable from that. I think there's a very, very high chance that the odds are in your favor. And if you believe in things as a probability and you understand statistics in terms of something 60, 80, 90% probable, I think it'd be very foolish to not give it a try and to work on it. Two important things I want to touch on, actually. The first one is, like you mentioned, jealousies. I want to talk about that and you beat me to it. And I love it because we're on the same page here. Sometimes people would give you bad advice or would not give you solid advice, even though you perhaps see the good in people and think that they might not be doing it on purpose. I think that people would be doing it on purpose, not because they don't want you to get there, but they don't want to give you risky advice. They don't want to be blamed if things don't go well. They don't want fingers to be pointed at them. So they would say, play it safe and maybe just stick to what you're doing or keep your job and don't do your business or save your money for your retirement or something like that. And first people that would do that would be usually family and close friends. So that's the thing is because they want you to be happy and healthy. And that's what society has really engraved in our minds that this is what safety is and happiness is. Having a job and being able to live your day in, day out with food on the table, even though that's a huge benefit and definitely something to be grateful for. It's not an excuse for not trying to improve yourself. If it wasn't for trying to improve ourselves as human beings, we as a society, we wouldn't be where we are today. Everything we have today is because there was one person out there that decided, you know what? I'm tired of lanterns and candles. I'd like to light up the world. And one person would say, trains and ships can't be it. I want to fly like a bird. Someone said, I want to be on the moon. There's one person who took action and despite all odds, they've done it. So I think that people do it on purpose. But the reason behind it, it's not always a bad reason. It could be just play it safe. You're good where you are. Keep it the way it is. Second point I want to touch on, as you mentioned, is accountability. 
And that's something that people right now, I feel, are not getting used to. You bring a very good point. Everyone who's successful, they've taken accountability to themselves. They've said, I am the only one responsible for achieving my goals and dreams. No one's going to yell at me. No one's going to push me. It's really down to you and only you to get there. So taking accountability is very, very important. And I think that's really a huge aspect in trying to get where you want to be. And that's why some people are ahead of where you are and living your dream because they took accountability and they're persistent. They're motivated and they kept pushing despite all odds. So those are absolutely vital things. And I think things that we should all take note because things we take for granted every day, we say to ourselves and we think that's best for us. But the fact that it's incredibly difficult to try to do it every single day or every single week and try to have that consistency. Those baby steps, as we call them, are actually very, very important. And even with this podcast John and I have been doing, we absolutely love it. It's something that we'd like to share with the world. And it's just a project between two friends, but it's an example. And I didn't think of it this way. People start a podcast and give up after two, three episodes or start up their dream and give up after two, three days or two, three months. So if you really want something bad enough, unless something really comes in the way that actually stops you from going further, then I don't see an excuse personally. If you want it bad enough, go for it. Yeah. I just wanted to bring up one more thing, which is somehow when people talk about success, the first thing people attribute to others is luck. And to me, luck is like sitting on a boat in the middle of the ocean. And instead of paddles, you're waiting for a train to pick you up. The likeliness is just so, so low. And attributing luck to others is really not useful in the sense that it comes so infrequently. It's likely just a misunderstanding of the hard work that people took to get them there. And it doesn't really paint the whole picture. So if you want to talk to family and talk to friends, colleagues about your new business or what you want to try, and people say it's too risky, you have to get lucky and all these kinds of things. You said it, which is don't talk to them, talk to people who've done it. If you want to use luck as a measurement of success, your success will go way up by finding the smartest people in the room who've done retail business or who've done e-commerce or things like investing. And I think there was a stat about Ivy League graduates. So people who go to Harvard or Stanford and in general, whether they are connected to ambitious families or well-to-do families or their peer group is very motivated. I think the study and how successful those people become really comes down to that group motivation and seeing your peers get successful and really understanding the idea that I went to school with this person. There's no way they're smarter than me and they're doing well. Why can't I do well? And there's almost that push inside themselves. And that's why I had talked really early on about who you surround yourself with is so, so important because of that. And not only from the joking perspective of, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Just more of what you're tuned into and where you're going to learn from and all those kinds of things. Ultimately, I would say all these things add up to make success inevitable is really how I see it. And I'm just going to wrap up by saying, I think we mentioned before, but one of the most famous Silicon Valley peer groups, the PayPal Mafia. So you've got Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, and a whole bunch of other people who essentially went off to start 
SpaceX, Tesla, Palantir's IPO, that's a Peter Thiel funded company, and things like YouTube, LinkedIn, all the big names. Do you want to call that lucky? I would say repeated success is not lucky. By definition, can't be. So look for things that bring about success more than once. Find people who have done it more than once, and you will then have the opportunity to learn how it's even possible. And to people who don't believe these kinds of things are possible, number one, we are connected to every single person on the planet. You can either directly message the person you want to talk to or someone that's at arm's length with them. So it might not happen right away, but keep asking the world, keep looking and keep learning. And eventually the world will answer back and say, this is what you have to do. And then you do it. It's almost that simple. So I want to thank everyone for listening today. That was our quick coverage on why success is worth thinking about. Try and identify what it means to you. What would it look like? And get started, no matter how small. One small task done every day for your whole life becomes something you're good at. So with that said, let's wrap up today's episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of Methodical Millions, where you can better your future and better yourself. Thanks, everyone.